Hello, and welcome to Cody and Corbin Have a Podcast, the show where two former roommates talk about whatever we want, because it's Cap Chat 4. As always, I'm your host, Corbin Zavocal, and joining me, my favorite man to cap chat with, my May Mania co-host, Cody Webb. Cody, how's it going? We back, more May Mania incoming, and uh, yeah, I love doing these Cap Chats. Got the fire, you know, sitting toasty behind me, so I'm ready to go, but... Yeah, it should be a fun episode, man. I'm excited. It's fun. It's also Cap Chat for Just Us edition, a little specialty one. Uh, Going to be way more laid back. No guests, just you and I. And we've got a little bit of a gamified format that we're going to be doing to pick what we talk about. And I'm really looking forward to it. We're dropping the guests this episode. No uh, no extra person necessary. Just the, the capper's going to keep everybody entertained today, but... Should be a fun game, I think. Uh, we should definitely get into it. So uh, this is the fourth edition, so I always got to shout out the previous Cap Chats. So you can check out the first one we did, Season 3, Episode 11 with Luke Manning. You can do Number 2, Season 4, Episode 14 with Christian Steiner. Or just go back to Episode 7 of this season, Season 5, where we talked to me and Aki for uh, Cap Chat Number 3. Just us today. We're looking forward to Cap Chat number five to bring a guest back, though. So uh, look out for that. <laughs> True. If you want to be the special episode uh, number five of Cap Chats, obviously hit us up. And uh, of course, we'll be on. But so before we get into the game part of it, let's talk about a somewhat recent release Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. And mm. this, we're recording this a little bit early from when it gets released. So at this time, I would say Guardians been, has been out for two, three weeks. People have gotten a chance to see it. So I think we can have like a spoiler conversation here. I know you had a great conversation with our uh, compadres over on the Rough Cut Retrospective. So you share a lot of your thoughts already, but I got to get a chance to talk to you as well about it, man. Yeah, 100%. And uh, if you've not checked out the RCR episode, obviously go over there and I have a ton of my general thoughts. But uh, yeah, I think this is pretty topical. Like you said, with Marvel stuff too, I feel like usually after a couple weeks, Pretty much everybody who is going to see it has seen it by now. So spoiler talk is probably out the window. If you uh, don't want to hear it, timestamp in the description. You can skip ahead uh, to the next section. True. But obviously I was uh, fairly, fairly positive on the movie. Of course, there's always issues and stuff, but I'm going to throw it over to you. What do you think of Guardians? Man? You know, I think since seeing it, I've only have come to appreciate it more. Honestly, like I've become, you know, the heart has grown fonder. I think maybe if I give, give it another rewatch, it'll probably level out and I can figure exactly how I feel about it. I think there's parts of it that are not my favorite. I think particularly the Adam Warlock stuff, which you guys identified over at the RCR. Um, I think he was really misused. It felt like he was kind of shoehorned into the story because of that post-credit scene in volume two, which I know you kind of agree with as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And, um, I think that's the easy kind of picking point in this movie is he's definitely not necessary for the story uh, for any particular reason. I do, however, really enjoy his character introduction, which has become like this big meme on TikTok. I don't mm. know if you guys, but um, I think that mostly has to do with just like the music choice and uh, obviously the the editing and post and the effects look really good as well. But man, this soundtrack, I keep going back and um, kind of going over it bit by bit as well. I really, really love this movie, and I really love the Guardians movie in general, and I think music has the big uh, point with that, but yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of side characters, I think, who don't really need to be there at times. Obviously, the main core Guardians, I really like their character beats, but past that, even the high evolutionary kind of gets lost a little bit in the third I'm, Yeah, well, listen, I actually, I really, I enjoyed the villain. I 
I, you know, I, I saw, you know, oh, this is one of the first like good villains. I, I really appreciate the villain arc in Shang-Chi. And I think that movie really gets forgotten about in the post in-game Marvel world. I think that movie is a little bit underrated just because of like, it's surrounded by some worse junk, but I think that movie has a really solid villain. It's third act again is the Marvel. He fights a fucking giant dragon and there's all sorts of crazy shit, but I think the villain's really effective there. I also do love this villain though, the high evolutionary. I think that idea of playing God, it's, it's a different take on the same because, you know, we've, we've seen Thanos, we're going to see Kang, the high evolutionary is a similar, like, big, bad, evil guy, but it's not that he just wants to destroy everyone, it's that he wants to, like, be omnipotent and create change and have that power over beings to destroy and, and thinks he, he just literally wants to play God, which is, I think is really interesting. I do like that uh, conceptual kind of thoughts behind it. Yeah, he's got a really great quote, um, kind of just God, God complex wise where he says, uh, there is no God. That's why I stepped in. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great line. Um, and like you said, kind of just a different take on the big bad Marvel villain. Obviously, he kind of, he kind of does want to like rule in universe and kill everybody, I guess, but kind of just a different standpoint from that aspect. So I like third act wise, he is kind of just screaming the entire time, which I mean, dialogue is dialogue, I guess, but his relationship with Rocket and their kind of standoff at the end, I did really like, but kind of everything from... Uh, his kind of interaction with Groot and um, Star-Lord past that is mostly him just screaming for a half hour until we get to the rocket stuff. Um, and also he got his like face pulled off. And I thought for a second he was the red guy from Captain America. Red Skull. Yeah, Red Skull. <laughs> well, they like, both wait. do have a similar ideology and there definitely yeah. seems to be a bit of a connection between what they believe in and he definitely looks like him as well yeah i also heard some things like oh maybe they were trying to make him kang at the end like a kang variant and try and just replace jonathan majors kind of a backdoor swivel off of him which i think would be funny i don't think that's a thing i don't, I don't james gunn wouldn't try and do something like that yeah true but uh yeah in general i do like this movie a lot very very emotional probably the most emotional marvel movie since uh, wakanda forever and those are really the only two emotional marvel movies um, and that one was surrounded out around, obviously, Chadwick Boseman's death. So you expect a different tone there. But this one, I didn't really expect to kind of, you know, tear up as much as I did, which which I did find very surprising. You know, it's something really interesting that I've been thinking a lot about, you know, that final climactic, like, dance party. As, as silly as, as it is, like, the song that plays in that is, you know, The Dog Days of Summer, Florence and Machine. That's like one of two songs on any Guardian soundtrack to even be released during our lifetimes right so it's kind of this weird thing of like and that song was released in 2008 the same year iron man incredible hawk the mcu started so it's like kind of this really interesting thing of like this is the final chapter of this trilogy that you know spanned from when we were like 14 to now 23 almost 24 for you and it's kind of like this 10-year thing of and then this whole culmination of mcu and this is kind of like that ending final chapter of this world like yes in game was the real end but like the james gunn leaving feels like an end of a whole nother era and things have changed in a way and i don't know if i'm ever really gonna be into marvel in the same way i was for that you know 10 plus period of my life 10 plus year period of my life so i think it was like a very emotional moment and i think it was a very calculated move by james gunn to do that and to place that song in there for the people like us who grew up and in, in that time I think the pop and in, in even just like the classic needle drops can be a cheap way to garner emotion, but it fucking works. So, and I still enjoy it. So. 
respect. And I believe uh, the title of the song is uh, The Dog Days Are Over. I think you said The Dog Days of Summer. Uh, check that, roll the tape. But uh, <laughs> yeah, agreed. Florence and the Sheen's great band. I really do like the inclusion of, of kind of uh, modern music as well at the end and kind of tie it all together, like you said. But yeah, music-wise, a couple of the needle scratches are, are ridiculously fun. No Sleep Till Brooklyn, that hallway fight is ridiculous. And then also another scene I think that people aren't really talking about that much is the Groot shoot him up scene where he pulls like 50 guns out of his chest cavity. That may be one of my favorite just action sequences in the entire franchise of the Guardians films. And it ends with him freaking skydiving with wings. You know, OP Groot here. I don't love his character design, but I really like where they went with this character. His character design got better from the holiday special. The holiday special was so bad. He was full robot. This was a little bit more like tree-like fleshed out a little bit and they played with that idea more but yeah i'm still not a huge fan of it he was badass <laughs> shout out vin diesel <laughs> vin diesel he had to uh, stay extra in the recording studio as well to record uh you know a different line a, did a couple get a couple different lines in this time. i wonder how much he got paid for for just doing one line differently probably big bucks out here for for vinny boy uh yeah i think they just uh they're gonna make three more fast movies in his honor <laughs> because of it Hallelujah. Well, at least our content will continue with obviously the, the fast, fast conversation part two will have to happen <laughs> when we get get all the uh, fast frame. You know what? Here's a question, Cody. And this mm-hmm. is cap chat, so we can go on this tangent. Yeah. Why have they not made like a fa- fast and furious like streaming TV show? Is that kind of su- I feel like that's kind of surprising at this point that we've never even gotten like a real hint at it. Of happening yeah that's a good point i mean obviously they've attempted a few different spinoffs uh, and it would franchises. it would go on you know peacock i that's guess technically because it's a universal property so maybe yeah. that's part of the thing but peacock has started to do more stuff not peacock sucks but um they were <laughs> like i feel like if they had an hbo affiliate they 100 percent would have made a show by now or maybe even like an apple tv plus would would buy their show or something like that but yeah, I don't know if they would have the kahunas to really put that on Peacock, and I don't really think it would do that well. Fast I don't and know Furious if... Spy. Well, there was an anime, Fast and Furious Spy Racers. Are you familiar with this? Hmm. I've never heard of that before. It's on Netflix. It's an American computer animated streaming television series that premiered on Netflix on December 26, 2019, based on the Fast and Furious film series. The series executive producer. The sixth and final season, subtitled Homecoming, was released on December 17th, 2021. So six seasons. we missed six seasons <laughs> about Tony Toretto, Dom Toretto's t- cousin. I'm sorry. I apologize, but <laughs> listen. <laughs> okay, Cody. Well, actually, is this actually real? I feel like you're just making this up. Tony Toretto had six seasons of animated Fast and Furious spinoff television on Fuck. Netflix. Cody, I think we're going to have to watch the show. <laughs> Is this the next first Friday five out here? I think it might be. This is really interesting. Okay, I think I I did kind of know about this, but it had left my brain. 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, not great. 83% Rotten Tomatoes. You know what that means. Okay, but a live action. I guess, you know, just the budget would be tough and Universal's not really having that like streaming budget like we said with Peacock. So maybe in the future, who knows? (laughs) This looks terrible. The, just looking at the stock images on Google Images, it reminds me of like a Hot Wheels movie. Did you ever watch any Hot Wheels movies growing up, Corbin? Because this is like a carbon copy of this. It does kind of uh, look, I mean, Spy Racers is a terrible um, <laughs> subtitle. Interesting. Well, maybe that has been 
not the best for them on Netflix. They've they've been a little bit hesitant to maybe do a, a live action spinoff series. But I mean, there do, are you think, of- do you think this is like an adult? I, I don't know how like what the rating on this is. Like, is it for it's young got, adults? Got to be for kids. That's a weird thing to do, though. <laughs> Why would you make a <laughs> it's like a crime? Sh- I, I don't know. We will we will investigate. And I also have to. It's unfortunate. I have to let jackson know he has to watch six seasons of this show so we can talk about it on a fast conversation oh, well sorry jackson <laughs> tough luck buddy you got more homework to do <laughs> but yeah i like that and i mean with spinoff characters too like i feel like they they do have a lot of options of kind of who to spin off like anybody they've killed off too they could just spin off uh Han, do a prequel yeah you can do a prequel of any I mean, if you're doing animated Gal shows, Gadot. you can do a prequel of everybody. <laughs> but give me a Gal Gadot and Han spinoff. Like, I would probably watch that. So why not? Um, I, you're right. There's a lot of options. I mean, they're just basically they're retconning characters in the scenes. I mean, we've seen in the recent trailers, Jason Momoa was allegedly there for Fast Five. Noted Brazilian Jason Momoa. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> That's actually really funny. I never thought of that. Um, I mean, also Han came back from the dead and that was never explained. So they, they can really do whatever the hell they want, I think. Yeah. Respect to Fast and Furious. Go check out a Fast Conversation when that releases. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. <laughs> also, just watch Fast Five. Great movie. Okay, let's let's talk about John Wick Chapter Four, Cody. So I I did recently check out John Wick Four. Obviously, the culmination of Keanu Reeves is John Wick. Again, spoiler alert. Blah blah blah. This movie's been out for three months. Yeah, but I just got around to seeing it. And anyway, <laughs> you I didn't really get it spoiled, did you? <laughs> I did not actually, which is pretty surprising. I didn't either. Nobody really cares enough to spoil it. I think. But uh, anyways, my theater experience is really fun. So um, basically, it's a pretty empty theater, just uh, myself and a few other groups of people, obviously. But there were some people behind us who kept yelling like throughout the duration of the film, which I mean, it is what it is. It's a dumb action film. I don't like everyone was like, oh, when he like uh, when he tumbled down the stairs on her times, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, get up, bro. And I was like, oh, OK, like, I don't mind that. That's kind of funny. But the funny thing at the end, again, spoiler alert. When uh John Wick and uh what's his name? Donnie Yen? No. Yeah, Donnie Yen. Yeah, him and Donnie are having their showdown, obviously. Comes to the culmination point where Bill Billy uh Skarsgard comes out and wants to finish the deal. Um obviously he ends up biting the dust uh from Jonathan himself. And uh, when Bill Skarsgard got shot in the head, the people behind us yelled, Adios, Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good line. Had me crack it up pretty good. But yeah, John Wick 4, I thought it was good. I definitely, definitely like the third one uh, better, but I thought it was a good conclusion. I kind of wish they didn't kill off John Wick. And I think him and uh, Winston's relationship is definitely interesting. I uh, kind of been through the the ringer a little bit through these three movies. And it finally, I thought, was at a decent point where everybody was kind of finally out. And then, oh, John Wick's just dead. So I don't know. It kind of just seems like a lot of work just to not actually get out, which is disappointing for me. Well, do you, what if he's not dead, Cody? What do you think? <laughs> um, I think he's dead, man. I mean, he saw his doom. Lawrence Fishburne's there mourning him. He's pretty official. You know, he doesn't do anything unless it's official business, I feel like. So I think <laughs> Gonzo, I don't know. I, I, it also took me a while to see the movie, like way longer than it would normally for me to see a new movie, like probably like a month or two. But I didn't have it spoiled. But the one thing I did see that was like an article from, you know, like film discuss or discussing film or whatever that was like, oh, after the success of John Wick chapter four, they're considering doing a John Wick five. And then all the people were like, well, it kind of seemed like this was the last one. And that was the only thing I saw. So I thought, well, maybe he dies, but I didn't really think they'd do it. 
Um, and then they do kill him. But if they're considering doing five Cody, maybe there's a chance they bring him back. I mean, this movie was extremely financially successful. Lionsgate is uh, one of the few independent studios that's really putting out big box office hits like this. Uh, they will be putting out <clears throat> the Hunger Games prequel coming out this fall. But yeah, I don't know. John Wick Chapter 5, potentially. We're getting the ballerina spinoff that I think he is appearing in with Ana de Armas next year, maybe. Yeah, and I, was, I mean, Ana de Armas, unless I'm mistaken, is not in any of these movies. No. So <laughs> not really a spinoff. It's just something in the same like, universe, I guess. But maybe well, they'll bring yeah. back some of the characters from you know these past films i think it's gonna be like the row the the ballerina like the people that he has to get his ticket punched by or whatever yeah i think that's the ballerina that's the she should have just showed up in this film but i i digress um i think there are a lot of fun side characters that you could spin off this movie made 419 million (laughs) dollars yeah it may be the biggest steal in our uh, movie draft honestly because it absolutely shout out to jeff for that one and Jeff, I believe, is absolutely killing everybody in the draft. Primarily, he has the top movies, like the top Mario three movies: and... <laughs> Mario Dungeons and in John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and all those are low-key three steals, other than Mario, which is Navi's pick. If I wasn't number one, I probably would have picked Mario at number two. If I'm being honest, I would watch John Wick five. I would hope they would bring back Keanu for it. Story-wise, obviously, it doesn't make sense, but it's the John Wick franchise. Who who cares really about you know story or anything like that? Some other small things from the film too. I really like the the big guy, uh, the kind of kingpin esque villain who's in it for a little bit, who eventually John Wick obviously kills. But um, I thought his character was really fun. The scene where they're playing poker and obviously Diane's like blind playing these poker games somehow. I don't really understand. And then all of a sudden he has like five of a kind which doesn't even make sense in the name of poker so just utterly ridiculous stuff like that i think is a lot of fun yeah i mean i thought the the japan stuff was all really cool yeah yeah the the, a lot of cool set pieces this movie is overly long i will say i felt the runtime maybe they could have cut out like one or two stair falls (laughs) shorten up the runtime um did you think the final them there at sunrise looking over paris did you think that looked good I don't know if it looked good. I don't know if it was even good story-wise either. It was kind of just a bland ending, I thought, of... Oh. I thought it looked fucking awful. Like, it was a computer-generated background. Like, it did not look... I, did they film this using the volume? Am I mistaken? <laughs> Has that been in the final scene? That is possible, actually. Yeah, I mean, do you think it was like a fake sunset? I didn't even think too much into that. Or do you think... The I don't think they it? really filmed there at sunrise. I don't know. It, it didn't look convincing. Just Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I probably wouldn't disagree with there. I mean, everything these days is made on a green screen, so I doubt there probably weren't even stairs there. It was probably just Keanu falling on a green screen, and and they just here's a here's a screen rant article. Why does the CGI in John Wick's ending look so fake? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you weren't alone there. Then. Third act, it is what it is. It's the whole western kind of shootout thing, and then the rest of the movie looks incredible. I think like there's some. I mean, John Wick always has had good cinematography, but it's just strange that we're gonna put you on a a hill overlooking paris that i mean it's a famous location obviously but i will say like the duel while it's like kind of a dumb like tradition thing it is a cool like if you think about it like these movies how do you like we always complain about marvel movies always ending in the big cgi third act final fight and i know they'd be like oh what what could you do differently this is an example of taking the action movie where you're not just going to kill the guy you're not just going to have a big fight at the end 
and kind of turning it on its head into something different at least. So I can appreciate that, that, you know, in the fourth movie, they're not going to, it's, you know, not a regular old uh, standoff. <laughs> I guess. And obviously they, they throw in the aspect of him and Donnie Yander supposedly really, really good friends going back. So it's emotional and stuff too. And he, he has that stuff was man. You know. So he doesn't want to kill him. Yeah. I don't really care about any of that crap, but it did go a different direction with it at least. The whole, I mean, blind, blind uh, villain guy. That's cool. That's a classic. Yeah. I, I thought that was cool as well. Cause I mean, normally when you see blind characters uh, in film like that, who are like ninjas and stuff, you don't really get the sense that they are blind at all. They, they kind of can still see everything. Him using kind of the the beepers uh, to kind of mark where people are at, I thought was super creative and realistic. And yeah, Danny Yen's badass. So I can't complain anything that, that he was in the movie for at all. Now let's get into Cap Chats Volume 4. Yeah. We're stealing it from you, James Gunn. We're making a Volume 4. Screw you. <laughs> all right, so the first game we're going to play is a little bit of six degrees of Dave head to head, Cody. Oh man. So we're gonna try and connect to Dave, see who can do it in the fewest moves possible. And we're gonna draw a card from the Cinephile game to compete. First card will be yours. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. Anne Hathaway is who you have to connect Ooh, to Dave Batista. And then for me, I have to connect Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> nice. Which I don't know who else. Oh man, that's a good one, actually. Action stars. Uh, who would win in a fight, Ernie or uh, Dave Batista? That's a hell. Dude, I don't know. Why can't I think of Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'll be back. Okay, I can do. Get to the chopper. For some reason, I'm in a weird thing where like I can't think of anybody that's in an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like I don't know <laughs> the names of any. I guess. Okay, I guess the kid is okay. Yeah, I could do that. Okay, I, I got this. I feel like I should be able to do this. I can't. Um, I definitely found a path already, but I feel like there's gotta be a quicker one, but I'll definitely go first. Okay, so uh I'm gonna start off with Dan Hathaway. I'm gonna go to Les Miserables, which of course has Hugh Jackman, one of my favorite working actors in that movie. And that should lead us along a fairly easy train to Marvel, I would think. Um Hugh Jackman was well, gonna be in Deadpool too, that would have been easy. But uh, he is also in You're on the wrong Marvel. I know. <laughs> I'm stuck in the wrong universe. You got to get to a different... I'll just go to um, X-Men Days of Future Past. Well, it doesn't really matter. And I'll just pick um, Charles Xavier, Patrick Stewart. And then I'll go Patrick Stewart in the Multiverse of Madness with, you know, whoever you really want. Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Infinity War, Dave Batista. What is that, five? Uh, <laughs> and half. So starting with... Aunt, okay, so Hugh Jackman's one. Yeah. Patrick Stewart, Benedict Cumberbatch, Dave Batista. So four. Okay. That's not bad. Not bad. I think I can do this. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Arnold in T2. I'll be back. Eddie Furlong is that kid's name, right? Yeah. And he's in American um, History X with <laughs> Edward Norton. Yeah. It's like, what else is he in? <laughs> it. And Edward Norton is in The Incredible Hulk with. Tony Stark is in the post credit scene. Okay, <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., who is in Infinity War with Dave Bautista. So that's Eddie Furlong, Edward Norton, Robert Downey, Dave Bautista. We both got four, Cody. That was pretty good. Could you have got? No, probably not. I'm editing this, and I just want to say, yes, I know. Dave Bautista and Edward Norton are in Glass Onions together. Is let's uh, let's quickly check what the quickest route for both of those would be. 
there's got to be an interstellar link where you can just go straight to infinity where i feel like i'm forgetting something my cocaine um and hathaway to dave batista you could do wrestlemania 24 <laughs> to raven simone to the princess diaries to royal engagement you could also do ooh the holiday special or you could do any guardians to chris pratt to bride wars with anne hathaway chris pratt and anne hathaway and bride wars together what the hell bride wars andrew scott inspector and alice through the looking gas with both of those people i like that that's deep man. Bradley Cooper was in Valentine's Day with Anne Hathaway. Valentine, oh, Anne Hathaway's uh, in Valentine's Day. There's a million people in that. You could have probably found. You could have picked so anybody. In cast, yeah. Cody Russell Crowe is in Les Mis. Russell Crowe is in Thor: Love and Thunder. So there's your Les Mis route. Oh, dude, I was gonna go. Well, I guess it would have been in the same steps actually. So I was gonna go Hugh Jackman to The Prestige, and then pick up Christian Bale. Well, there's Thor. a lot of routes, but really, you only took one more extra. Actually, Dude, I forgot that the Guardians are in Thor Love and Thunder because I could have just gone Lay Miz, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman, Prestige with Christian Bale, and then Thor Love and Thunder. They're all in that. And that's yeah. really what I was going to do. But I was like, well, oh. and I mean, yeah, if you go Interstellar, Michael Caine to Christian Bale, you can always get to Christian Bale so easily True. in a lot of ways. All right. Arnie to Dave Batista. Knock at the cabin with McKenna Kerrigan, who was in Aftermath with Arnie. Uh, the Expendables with Steve Austin was in the WWE Royal Rumble in 2004. <laughs> yeah, not, these are these are some tough ones. I think, yeah, Ronda Rousey was in Expendables 3, also WrestleMania 35. I don't know if we're counting WrestleManias. Dwayne Johnson was in the rundown, also WrestleMania 30 with Dave Batista. Yeah. Danny DeVito and Twins. I thought about it. I was like, who's in an Arnie movie? And I was like, why well, am I just have to do Danny DeVito and Twins? Um, and I guess Relative Strangers, him and Dave Batista were in together. So Interesting. Um, we tied though, Cody. So <laughs> why don't we just collectively pick, we have to pick one of the movies that we use to link to talk about is how this is going to work. So we can either talk about Lame is X-Men Days of Future Past, Multiverse of Madness, <laughs> American History X, or Infinity War. <laughs> So basically just all marvel movies um or t2 which we've talked about we've talked about t2 we've also talked about x-men days of future past before yeah. i mean american history x i guess is there for us yeah we could definitely talk about that that's a pretty good movie i think what was the other ones uh late mids i actually haven't even seen to be fair and um oh we could talk about multiverse of madness i guess a little bit have we talked about that in the pod i feel like a little bit i think we did when it came out yeah we did our whole recast in the multiverse of madness oh, last true. may yeah so yeah, we can definitely touch on American History X, I think. Well, let's, let's talk about Edward Norton, because that was the uh, the connection. What, what do you think about Edward Norton starting off? I think he's a very good actor, honestly. And um, maybe he's just a little bit too intense for his own good. Obviously, losing uh, the Hulk role was pretty much his own doing, but he has been in a ton and ton of good movies. American History X is probably one of his better performances, really, but... When you say, okay, when you say he lost the Hulk, I, I know what you mean, you know, he was create trying to take creative control but like explain to the people what what happened there i mean pretty much that i think obviously the incredible hulk uh was one of the founding kind of movies in the mcu they were still trying to find their footing and edward norton really had a, a clear vision for the character and where he wanted it to go similar to kind of uh what was going on with edgar wright and ant-man like kind of directors wanting just or i guess director actors whatever edward norton wasn't directing but still, he wanted yeah. it but um yeah, I mean, they just wanted kind of control over the movie. They didn't want the studio interference. They didn't care about a larger universe. And Edward Norton just wanted to make a really good Incredible Hulk movie, which I think is fair. 
Um, but then when it when it came time to kind of bring everybody together in the Avengers, uh, the studio was like, eh, you know, you don't play too well with us, so you probably won't play too well with others. And uh, obviously recast that role to Mark Ruffalo. But, I mean, it's kind of freed him up uh, to do literally anything else he wants. He Which is not stuck. a whole lot, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's been doing more stuff recently. And, I mean, he wasn't stuck in a 10-year contract like Mark Ruffalo or any of the I mean, yeah, I mean, let's, if we, we, that's a thing. We can p- put a pin in that, looking at Mark Ruffalo's career before he gets into Marvel and after. It's a stark difference. I mean, we, we luckily still get, like, spotlight thrown in there. But, you know, we're never going to get uh a zodiac or anything like that you know again i don't think uh, yeah they probably will never kill off the hulk either so yeah he might be around a while but edward orange great i mean black club i love obviously glass onion was one of my favorite movies from last year and he's obviously pretty much the lead role in that um in a sense in american history x the film i've only seen once i think maybe i did i watch it with you i I was about to say i was i literally just thought i was like maybe we watched this together i think we did um maybe in hilltop Funny enough, mentioning the Edward Norton thing, the same thing happened on American History X. He was him and Eddie Furlong were like making changes to the script as they were shooting it. And the guy who wrote the script like was so mad he like left the project. And it I think at one point like didn't even want like his name put on it. And yeah, it feels like the movie's not even finished to this day because of it. That's crazy. And maybe I mean it sounds like the because i mean he he has edward norton the reputation of being like a diva i guess maybe that's the wrong word but i feel like that's kind of where it's coming at and the fun thing about that is too like in birdman which is one of his better roles he's pretty much kind of playing that character in real life which is most of the actors in that movie doing a similar thing yeah american history x i I could be wrong but i believe he was nominated for for best actor in this could be way off there but also eddie furlong i mean what the hell's happened to that kid? I think he hasn't been doing too much past T2 in American History X. And specifically in this movie, American History X, I think he actually is really good. Shout out Eddie Furlong. The kid's got chops. I've, I don't think he's a kid anymore, so I probably shouldn't be saying that. But uh, I do genuinely think he's a good actor in this film. It is kind of a dark story about kind of a neo-Nazi coming to terms with, you know, is this the best ideology after going to prison for our like curb stomping a guy basically which uh, is pretty graphic and intense but i think it has a good uh, you know message to the story it's a very dark movie like i said the ending um is not the nicest and um you know this is not a movie that's going to make you feel good at all but i think it is an important one and uh, a really good portrayal uh you know of these characters you are correct he did appear or he did receive an academy award nomination for the performance I think that's um fair. apparently Eddie Furlong may have appeared in Terminator Dark Fate partially for just a little bit uh, in 2019. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not really sure what happened there. Uh, But yeah, I mean, obviously, American History X is a very like charged subject matter. And especially like if you've got in the context of the last few years and the way that like neo-Nazism post-Trump era or like Trump era, like kind of took an interesting hold in America. And you think of events like Charlottesville and different demonstrations like that. And it'd be really scary to think about a movie like this. Obviously its stances are not like pro Nazism at all, but it's still like very harsh ideology and imagery that is, you know, being put onto film. Um, there are some really interesting ideas. The dinner scene, I think is one that like is really well acted and well-written despite there being a lot of like terrible things being said, I think it is a a proper portrait of like some of the awful, like 
way Americans think and feel about other people in their country. And that's really unfortunate. A couple fun facts about this movie. Edward Norton turned down uh, Saving Private Ryan in, to do this movie instead. Do you think good choice, bad choice? I mean, he gets an Oscar nom for it, I guess. But Yeah, that is fair, I guess, in his mind, probably just because that is the right choice. But hey, man, I probably would have been in uh, Saving Private Ryan. Obviously, war classic, one of the best probably uh, made movies of all time, one of the most important made movies of all time. It would be interesting to see what role he would be in. Maybe he's replacing like Vin Diesel or maybe even Matt Damon at the end, who is obviously cast as kind of an unknown in that role at the time. Uh, which when it came out, he was not unknown anymore, which is pretty funny. But yeah, I would have loved to see Edward Norton in uh, Saving Private Ryan. Him and uh, I don't know if him and Spielberg ever worked together. So yeah, I don't, cool. I don't know. This obviously doesn't say like which role because obviously right. there's a lot right. of it's probably the Damon role because that's the whole thing. Him and like Edward Norton and Ben Affleck, like, they were all kind of working and being in movies at the same time. Um, have you you haven't seen Rounders, have you? I've not. Um, that's good movie. Also, yeah, I think you like that movie a lot. Oh yeah, I, I, you know, if I was more into poker, I'd probably love it even more. But because <laughs> I don't really understand poker, it loses a little bit. But same year, nineteen ninety-eight. Um, he has a nice little run here, late nineties. I've never seen Primal Fear, but I know a lot of people love it. But you know, American History X and Rounders in ninety-eight, Fight Club in ninety-nine. That's a pretty good couple movie run there. Oh yeah. Late nineties Norton was definitely prime primal fear. Um, his performance of that is ridiculously good. I would say even better than uh, American history X or fight club. So yeah, I, I would definitely check that one out. Um, also a really messed up movie, but I, I feel like that's kind of what he likes. Uh, the, the harsher, the deeper that he can get into these characters. I think that's really uh, kind of what he enjoys what he enjoys doing in acting so much, I think. And he's, I mean, he's now become a little bit of a Wes Anderson guy a little bit now in the past few years, Grand Budapest, Style of Dogs. He's going to be in the French Dispatch, or he was in the French Dispatch. I mean, um, I don't think he's going to be in, or he is in Asteroid City. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, literally every actor in Hollywood, I think, is in that movie in some stance. It's fair. Yeah. The uh, the poster is just a list of names down one side. <laughs> In the in the trailer, I've seen it a couple of times in theaters, but at the end of it, it just like runs through this list of Hollywood actors, and there's really like 50 people running across the street. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure he'll be in it, but Wes Anderson-wise, Isle of the Dogs is probably my favorite of his too, which is an underrated animated film, but he's pretty much one of the lead dogs in that, along with Brian Cranston, so shout out Isle of the Dogs. If you haven't seen that, check it out. Great Edward Norton performance. He was in Moonrise Kingdom, I guess. That was probably the first one that they did mm -hmm. together um the illusionist 2006 cody that's a classic uh the head-to-head -head prestige battle it's always a great episode that episode idea in the future you know same movies released in the year you got your deep impacts armageddon's your illusionist prestige type stuff true i've not seen the illusionist <laughs> i don't know if i ever will paul giamatti's in it too so it's a good cast i mean it can't be better than the prestige unfortunately but uh, hey, magic movies mid two thousands. Uh, you know it was uh, it was hot and heavy at that time. So respect to him for for jumping on the magic trend. Any other thoughts on uh, American History X, Cody? Not really. I would recommend it honestly. Like I said, it is pretty dark, but uh, I think it's an interesting story and and definitely one that, especially in, in today's America, I think maybe a few more people could watch. So yeah, I mean, I think it's one that if you're a movie person, you should definitely at least see once. Um, the cinematography is pretty interesting. It is shot entirely in black and white. Yeah. And I, I do think Edward Norton is fantastic in the role. Yeah, Eddie so. Furlong is good too. Uh, the rewatchability on it, I don't know. It's got that. Ethan Suppley also. My shout out to my name is Earl, the man. Also in the Wolf of Wall Street, uh, he's a king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a 
love uh, Ethan Supley as well, but Eddie Furlong, man, get him more stuff. I don't know what's going on. All right, let's move on to the next game, a round of Blockbuster, where we're going to draw Ooh. one of the cards and go head-to-head. Winner Uh-oh. gets to choose the movie again. So uh, there will be a winner this time, Cody. We'll see. <laughs> All right, so shuffling them up. The card is... Fine movie oh gosh movies with superheroes goody this is gonna go on forever (laughs) oh we're gonna have some super superhero fatigue here shortly we gotta okay we have to work we have to make a list here okay (laughs) all right you ready yeah let's do it iron man oh are we doing sequels or no (sighs) let's say no okay yeah sure uh avengers ant-man thor Black Panther. <laughs> um, Eternals. Shang-Chi. Uh, the Incredible Hulk, of course. Uh, what's the Batman? Like, if I do the Dark Knight and then you mm. just can't do... I guess those are different. If it's yeah. different, Same yeah. series, different series. Okay, so yeah. I say the Dark Knight. So okay. the Nolan trilogy is gone. I'll say... Um... Oh, Captain America. I knew we forgot something. Spider-Man. Which one? The... Right? Spider-Man, the Homecoming trilogy. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man, Raimi. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse. Venom. Oh, I like that. Uh, Morbius. Nice. <clears throat> Guardians. <laughs> Black Widow. Doctor Strange. Nice. Not been said. Are we missing any Marvels? Half surely. Um, Captain Marvel. There we go. Blade. Shout out Wesley Snipes. Uh, X Men. Deadpool. Nice. Are we calling that like the entire Fox franchise is gone now for X Men? I mean, we might as well because we know them all. What do you mean Wolverine? That's different, right? X Men Origins Wolverine. Okay, well then I'm gonna say Days of Future Past because that's different. Or not Days of Future First Class. So now all the X-Men yeah. are gone. That's different. That's different. Okay. Uh, Batman v Superman. <laughs> That's Wonder be. Woman. Uh, Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. Uh, Chronicle. <laughs> um, Batman 89. Uh, Fantastic Four. Uh, the Batman. Uh, oh, good one. Uh, I, I feel like we're definitely still missing Marvel ones. Uh, this is great content i'm sure people would love to listen to can i say fan four stick yeah fine different movie uh, i didn't say silver surfer that's that wouldn't count true am i missing the batman one somewhere oh uh batman 1966 <laughs> that counts adam west wasn't that a tv okay yeah sure no, it wasn't green. uh sky high green lantern green hornet fuck that was my next one <laughs> Oh, uh, what's that one guy's name? <laughs> oh, a uh, Hellboy. Deadpool. Not Deadpool, sorry. Daredevil, Daredevil, Daredevil. Oh, damn. That's what I meant. Am I missing any? I can't think of this one guy's name for some reason. I'll tell you what, we've named a lot of fucking super movies here. Oh, we haven't named. Yeah, there's a ton. There's a ton left. Super. What'd Rain you say? Wilson. Super with Rain Wilson. Okay. Can I say Superman Returns? <laughs> oh, yeah. We haven't even been. Superman, Christopher Reeves. We haven't said that, have we? Like 1989 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Ghost Rider. Wow, nice. These fucking terrible Marvel ones I just eliminate from my brain, I think. I was going to say something, I forgot. Oh, um, uh, Mystery Men. <laughs> Watchmen. <laughs> nice. That's another good pull. I was gonna, oh, uh, Kick Ass. Nice. Uh, Mega Mind. <laughs> That's a great fucking movie. Shit, dude. I think uh I, I don't some... think we got all the Marvel ones, honestly. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of. We're missing somebody in there. They're like recent stuff, right? I don't know. There's so many TV shows it's kind of hard to you said Black Panther. I guess we I think we got all the Marvel. This is in Civil War. Um like there's no vision movie. There's there's not a Don Cheadle movie yet. Um Cody, are you gonna have to tap out? Oh man, dude, I can't remember the name of this one guy. I think I'll tap out. Yeah, I'll tap. I had I had Punisher, the Punisher movie, locked mm. and loaded as well. Right. And didn't didn't they make an Elektra movie, yeah. like a, a Daredevil spinoff? Yeah, they did. They did. So okay. yeah, I, I still had two also, locked. Uh, but... Catwoman. There we go. There's no. Oh, Catwoman. Yeah. <laughs> All the I, I think we missed. Yeah, we missed. Here's a, let's count. Ready? Oh, uh, Judge Dredd. There's another one. What? I can't think of the name of this guy. Or the Crow. We could even count of that. We got we got forty seven different ones that we named, not using sequels. So I think that's pretty good, Cody. And I'm yeah. sure the people were uh, very. If you if hey if we missed one, uh, comment below what we oh, missed. Spawn. That's I could not remember his name for the hell of me. Is there a Spawn movie? You know who Spawn is? Yeah, there's a Spawn movie. There's also a superhero movie, right? The like oh Shazam, we forgot. Um, Black Adam. We forgot the Suicide Squad. Yeah, they're not really heroes. Well, you just said Black Adam. <laughs> hey, the Rock Unbreakable are... Split. We forgot yeah. that. The Howard the Duck movie. Logan, I think, could we have counted that as a different than it? You said X Men Origins. I said, yeah, I said Wolverine. The Wolverine. Birdman. That's a movie with superheroes in it, technically. But no, I think I think we got we did pretty good. 47 is we named like 30 movies total. So I think we did okay. Yeah. Probably more than that. I'd, I'd say we did pretty dang good. Yeah, Werewolf by Night, fucking great movie as well. Birds of Prey. Every every movie you named off out of the past like ten, I was like, oh man, what a great movie. I think uh, you, you deserve the dub there just for naming. We movies. forgot the New Mutants, Cody. Oh my god, <laughs> another X Men. How can we forget the kickoff to the new franchise, man? <laughs> well, here's the thing, Cody. Now we get to pick one of these superhero movies to talk about. <laughs> hey, you got your pick of the litter here, man. Anything you want to go for? Oh man. Well, we've obviously talked about a lot of these. Let's talk about Blade, Cody. <laughs> and maybe we'll jump around to some other movies. So, yeah. the I mean, are you excited for the new Blade movie? I mean, this it seems like it's in production hell at this point. Yeah, I mean, the writer's strike obviously didn't help it either, but it seems like they couldn't really find a director that uh, they, they liked for it. Um, I think the cast is solid. Obviously, they kind of did a mini spinoff in Eternals. I believe they had the voice of Wait, who's playing Blade? What's his name? Oh, I'm sorry. Mahershala Ali, dude. Yeah, one Mahershala of your favorites. Ali. I don't know how I'm blanking that. But uh, Mahershala Ali, I mean, his voice was technically in the postcarded scene, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Him and Kit. Harrington is kind of the spinoff character, I guess. Black Knight. Like that core cast. But I don't know. It just, it depends. Just because, like, we haven't really seen any vampires in the MCU at all. I don't really know what kind of movie they're even looking to make. Because obviously, with Deadpool coming in, the, the R rating is available there. And obviously, the original 
uh, Wesley Snipes films, I believe, maybe not the third one, actually. I believe the first two were definitely R-rated. First one so definitely I, is, yeah. Yeah, and um, like Wesley Snipes as Blade, I, I do actually really enjoy that. Um, so maybe just bringing him back in some capacity, too, would be really fun. I don't know. But yeah, I, I think it's like you said, and with the whole writer's strike as well right now, I think it's definitely in, in kind of just development hell. Blade 3, of course, featuring Ryan Reynolds, yeah. uh, is rated R as well. So there you go. I think um, Jessica Beale, is she in that movie too? Uh, Parker Posey is. Parker Posey? Um, I don't know if Jessica Beale is. Yeah, she, yeah, Jessica Beale is in that. Oh, movie. yeah, there you go. John, Jessica Beale. I mean, it's got Dominic Purcell of uh, <laughs> Prison Dracula. Break frame, right? <laughs> yeah, he's Dracula, evidently. That's freaking awesome. I need to watch that movie again. Just see Dominic Purcell play Dracula. But yeah, Blade Blade Trinity, not my favorite of the franchise, but it does have Ryan Reynolds, so can't complain. Yeah, I actually like, I really like the first Blade movie. It's like, it came out in, let's see, 1998. It is the most like 1998, early 2000s movie. The way it's edited and shot, it feels kind of like a music video at a lot of points. Um, but it's just like uber style from Wesley Snipes the entire time. He is the most badass, smooth vampire killer ever. Um, obviously, I'm just some white dude on a podcast right now, but like I feel like he doesn't get enough love as like being one of the first black superheroes seen on screen. Like a lot of people don't recognize that or appreciate that. Um, and it is really incredible what he did. And they're really honestly a really sick trilogy of movies with some awesome action. They're super gory. Um, and if you've never seen Blade, the original, go check it out. It's it's really fun. Um, Wesley Snipes is, is the best. I agree. Stunt work as well. And kind of just action set pieces are definitely very, very well done uh, throughout the trilogy. Well, you said, I think this is kind of the forgotten superhero movies uh, kind of came around the time. This became, well, this is the thing. This movie came out before Spider-Man before x-men this was like this was 1998 this was the beginning of superheroes and it's yeah. forgotten about often and people always talk you said like you said uh, the first uh black superhero with uh black panther and then oh the first r-rated like superhero or whatever with like deadpool or, or logan not like blade did this 20 years ago and, and nobody just cares anymore for some reason but yeah i think the trilogy as a whole is definitely overrated i think i may like the second one even a little bit better than the first one uh, but like you said, stylistically, I think they're all give and take pretty much the same thing. But Wesley Snipes, man, mid-90s, early 2000s, he was a guy in Hollywood. He, he really did have a lot of good projects, I think. Obviously, he's uh, been a little bit more controversial as the, the years have rolled around here. I believe he had a brief stint in prison. But mm. I'd say this, these movies were 100% a, a part of his peak. Definitely go check out Blade if you've never seen them. And I listen, all the pre-production hell that the new blade movie is going through like i am excited to see the end product because mahershala ali is a fantastic actor and because mia goth who has recently been cast is like somebody that i'm been so interested in and honestly she's probably gonna play a vampire and that's fucking sick because um she's perfect for horror movies and perfect for stuff like that um and yeah i'm i'm excited i'm hopeful that it'll be decent oh yeah i think eventually it will be we just probably won't see it for yeah, two, three years, the, if it ever happens. Like, My worry is it gets canceled. I never want that to happen. I, I, I want Mahershala to you know, have his chance. Yeah. I'd be surprised just because Mahershala Ali is attached already. With well, literally, I'm pretty sure they like were about to start shooting. They had a director. Then the director either left or got fired. They hired some, like, And then they were rewriting it. And then, of course, like we said, the writer's strike. So it's like it's been – it was supposed to probably already be done shooting at this point. Yeah. 
They should let the uh, Werewolf by Night guy, uh, the music guy, do. Jukino? Yeah, I think that'd be pretty good, at least compared stylistically um, to Vampire. I mean, Werewolf by Night. I think that would make sense. Obviously, it's a little different character-wise, but I think uh, that'd definitely be an interesting choice. Uh, I'm sure he's maybe been talking to them about a little bit uh, with the whole Marvel machine, but that'd be, I think, a good pick for me. I don't hate that idea at all. Cody, I want to let you talk about Megamind. What's what's so great about Megamind? (laughs) (laughs) I think Megamind, um, again, maybe a little bit underrated, maybe a little bit forgotten. I think this is probably one of the best animated films of the 2010s or 2000s when it was released. I think it was like 08, 010 it came out, whatever. That that mid-2000s um, kind of time period, there's a ton of animation flying out. And I think this got lost in the sauce a little bit. Especially, this is maybe the beginning of some superhero fatigue for some people as well. So it's kind of an afterthought. But uh, yeah, Will Ferrell kills it. David well, I mean, as this is the thing. This top six... Will Ferrell, Jonah Hill, Brad Pitt, Tina Fey, David Cross, Ben Stiller as yeah. voice actors in a also PG movie in 2010 is, is really weird. Um, I, and I feel it's also because it's like the DreamWorks thing. That's probably also why it doesn't get as much recognition. 100%. And um, it must have not done too well at the box office because I think this would have been a really good franchise to expand on, which is something DreamWorks really does a lot. I feel like most of their films, they do always have a $321 million, Cody. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was it was no man? it was no monsters versus aliens or kung fu panda two or Madagascar. Like it, that's the thing. I think in the comparison of the DreamWorks greater scope, maybe it was not a huge success. And I'm sure they paid this cast pretty well um, to be in it. So. Yeah, I mean, at the time, obviously, Brad Pitt, uh, pretty big star. Will Ferrell. I mean, Will Ferrell was nominated for favorite butt kicker in 2011 at the Kids Choice Awards. You would think it had a chance. Hey, kids loved it. Uh, you know, adults loved it. Everybody was on board. <laughs> I'm sure it won some MTV awards as well, but uh, yeah, man, give me some more Mega Mind. I think superhero wise, it is pretty creative. Jonah Hill has a really fun villain too. Before he was kind of big, but for me, uh, the standout is kind of David Cross as the sidekick. I don't know why, but especially his voice work, I'm a massive fan of. Obviously, he was number one on your most underrated actors list. I don't even know if Mega Mind was brought up in that discussion, unfortunately. That's the cool thing about it, too. It's kind of a gray area of who's good and who's bad. There's like this Superman character played by Brad Pitt who pretty much fakes his own death and goes into purgatory. And then Mega Mind like takes over the city, basically, because he was the villain always getting defeated by Superman. Uh, but then he ends up kind of being the hero in the end because he tries to create another villain, but then it goes terribly wrong. And uh, basically, Mega Man, Mega Mind's a good guy in the end. He just didn't like uh, Brad Pitt's character too much. I believe it was Metro Man was the character. Yeah, that that is the one. In fact, Metro Man, <laughs> yeah. shout out. Great move, regardless. <laughs> Let's move on to our next round. Do it. We're gonna play a round of traditional cinephile, which I don't mm. think we've ever played together, Cody. So the way this works, let's do a best two out of three here because these rounds go pretty quick, um, or they can go long. We'll see. We'll see how skilled you are. The way it works is I draw a card. For example, it'd be Dwayne Johnson. And then it is literally just a chain of how long we can go back and forth naming people and movies that they're in. So since I draw Dwayne Johnson, you then have to name a movie that he's in. So just play a quick practice round. What's a movie Dwayne Johnson's in? Fast Fast five. Then I would say Vin Diesel. Then you have to name another Vin Diesel movie, avoiding sequels. Man, he's not too much on the Fast and Furious. Pitch Black. Okay, and then I couldn't tell you who's in the Riddick series, so I, I would lose, right? So that's okay. how you, you play the game. And we'll do best out of three, so we'll switch who's got the movies and who's got the actors. Okay. Um, let's start with the first card, yeah. and uh, this is your card. 
Nicole Kidman. Okay, some movies. What's a good Nicole Kidman flick? Uh, Lion. The, AM, the AMC ad. <laughs> yeah. Is there any any other name? Left well, there's that? there's the they play Jurassic World in it, and they also play Wonder Woman. <laughs> so, uh, Chris Pratt basically. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say uh, Lion. Lion. Okay. Well, <laughs> I I do know because of our our. Uh, streaming recommendation episode that we just did it is a dev patel feature so i'm gonna say dev patel for you cody love me some dev patel i'm gonna go oh uh, what's the name of that movie um why am i blanking today you're cheating cody no i'm not (laughs) all right it's the green knight Uh, i I figured out no not the green knight that's the obvious pick I'm going to go with a movie that I don't know if I can name any other actors in it. And that's a Slumdog Millionaire. Well, Cody, you couldn't think of the titles. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to say the director of it. And you have to name another movie that they directed. Danny Boyle. Fuck you, Cody. Nice. Fucking Danny Boyle. Oh, man. What else has he directed? Uh, did he direct um, Steve Jobs? Did he direct He that? did direct Steve Jobs. Look at there you, go. Cody. Um, some other Danny. Are you ready for this? Danny Boyle features. Uh, Sunshine, Millions. Sunshine. Uh, shallow grave train spotting t2 train spotting two, whatever it's called uh <laughs> yesterday the beatles flick <laughs> i i actually want to watch that but uh, i heard it wasn't very good yeah so steve jobs we'll, we'll continue the train on in steve jobs i mean michael fassbender <laughs> how, how do you not say seth rogan dude come on fassbender I'm also go it's got a what's her name from titanic uh kate, kate winslet. winslet yeah kate winslet <laughs> and uh jeff daniels Lots of great people in Steve Jobs. <laughs> uh, Fastbender. What's the movie where he has a box on his head? It's uh, like Dave or something. I can't remember the name of it. Pick <laughs> a different movie. <laughs> I'm just going to say something else then. Fastbender, man, he hasn't been in too much. Obviously, I want to say X-Men, but there, it's just such obvious casting. But uh, I'll just say X-Men first class. Dude, what's the movie? <laughs> movie? Fastbender uh ford versus ferrari no he's not in that that's just real life ha x-men first class has uh, a great villain kevin bacon in it but if i say that then you're gonna say footloose and then i can't name anybody else that's in footloose so i'm not gonna say kevin bacon um i just i looked up the uh the movie with michael fassbender with the thing on his head called frank um, yeah great flick the pulled back so i don't I, I it's like the paper mache face right Don yeah. McLeod's there, but I didn't know that. Yeah, well, me neither. There's a paper mache face. That's I know I know. Um, X Men First Class also has. I mean, I could say Split Boy, but you're <laughs> gonna say Wanted again or whatever, and I can't even. <laughs> was that a Jolie flick? I couldn't tell you. Um, I also have to think of what his name is. <laughs> uh, Boy, you're struggling on Split Boy. James McAvoy. Okay. I'm just going to say James McAvoy. <laughs> um, You're really tempting me to go down the wanted train here. <laughs> uh, James McAvoy. What other movies is he in? I'll say uh, The Chronicles of Narnia, uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And I'll say Tilda Swinton. Hmm. Uh, Snowpiercer. Um, ooh, Ed Harris. Mm. Uh, Radio. I do not know what that is. So you win, Cody. Cuba, Judy, Cuba Gooding Jr. joint, baby. Shout out. Okay, so you win round one. Now on to round two. <laughs> I feel like this game is like, who can name more obscure movies or, or actors first? I mean, it's a little bit how, I mean, if you, you, you want to be a real, yeah, I mean, you can win it 
easily sometimes. It really just depends. Kristen Wiig. And I get yeah. to name the first movie. So yeah. I will say um, Wonder Woman 1984. Mm. I'll go uh, the main man himself, Pedro Pascal. I'll say, you know, not in a lot of movies, a lot of TV yeah. stuff, you know, Game of Thrones, Mandalorian. Um, but he is in the unbearable weight of massive talent. Mm, nice. Uh, the only other person I know in that film is the great, great actor, uh, probably the best of our generation, Nicolas Cage. I'll say a uh, kick-ass. Nice. I'll go Christopher Mintz Plasse. He is in Super Bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, there's got to be some deeper cuts here with this, right? Um, who's in Super Bad for nothing? I'll just say uh, Bill Hader. It Chapter Two. Oh, you're ready for Bill Hader. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Skarsgård. I knew you're going Bill Hader from the fucking jump, brother. <laughs> Bill Skarsgård. Ooh, those who wish me dead. <laughs> is that no? Is that what it's called? No, no, no. That's not what it is. Is it? No, fuck. What's that? Uh, I don't know what that is? Those I'm gonna see if it's the right movie, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. That's the fucking uh, Angelina Jolie. There's a Bill Skarsgård Netflix movie uh, with Tom Holland in it. Uh, what is that movie called? Cherry. No, 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 no. It's it's got the it's got a really dumb title. Well, regardless, uh, I can just say Justin Long. What movie there? Justin Long in? Okay, Barbarian. <laughs> Thank you for naming actors in the movie you're going to say as well. I love that. Yeah, but I just put you in a fucking box. <laughs> I mean, there's some Justin Long uh, flicks. Yeah, uh, but I get to name it, so. I mean, that's your problem. No, uh, it's your problem. I can't even remember the girl's name, if I'm being honest. See, so, yeah, I'll, say, I'll say Justin Long. Justin Long is in Drag Me to Hell. Is that correct? I don't know. Yes, he is. Drag Me to Hell, the 2009 Sam Raimi feature. Drag Me to Hell is my my movie here, Cody. I've never heard of that film. Sam Raimi? Who's a Sam Raimi actor? And why would Justin Long... You should have said uh, Live Free and Die Hard. That's a great film. Oh. Well, you know, Cody, there probably is somebody who's in this movie because there's, there is one person that is in every Sam Raimi movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bruce Greenwood. That's not his name. Bruce <laughs> <laughs> something. Bruce something. <laughs> Uh, all right we're gonna count that as a loss it's bruce campbell (laughs) (laughs) yeah i knew bruce that's all that matters okay so it's tied up two two well played around there we'll play down what is that movie i gotta look up what that movie's called i have no idea dude it's the worst movie ever uh it's got a crazy cast though it's got bill skarsgård tom holland it's really sad it's like a depressing movie the devil all the time the devil all the time that's what it is evidently um Robert Pattinson is in it as well. Yes, Robert Pattinson plays like a preacher in the South who does sexual assaults. Oh, and uh, Harry Melling's in it too, the guy from uh, the chess stuff, Queen's Game. Yeah, it, it's, it's got a little bit. I mean, Sebastian Stan as well. Mm. Riley Keough, yes. who I think is like Elvis's granddaughter. Elvis's yeah. granddaughter. What? I think Riley Keough is Elvis's granddaughter. Oh, I thought you were talking about in the movie. It's like one movie. No, like in real life. Nice. Cool. Good for her. Shout out Nepicism. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some natural babies. It's two to two. We're moving on to the third round. Oh, tiebreaker. Tiebreaker incoming. You get to be the movie guy, so it's kind of uh, an advantage to you. Probably an advantage. You know. We'll take it. Winona Ryder, Cody. We, we struggled with this one um, <laughs> actually in our trivia contest, but... <laughs> When we teamed up uh, to do Six Degrees of Dame, 
Uh, we couldn't think of any Winona movies. Yeah, she's not in many. And I'll, I'll kick it off with uh, Beetlejuice. It's a good starter. They're making Beetlejuice 2 with... Uh, Jenna Ortega. Jenna Ortega playing her daughter, apparently. Uh, Michael Keaton, of course, the famed Beetle Boy. <laughs> Beetle Boy. Mm, Keaton's been in a lot. I'll say uh, Cars. How Chicken. old do you think Michael Keaton is, Cody? Probably 65. He's probably 60. He's probably not that old, actually. There's no way. He's 70? 71. Oh, my God. Dude's probably going to bite it in a couple of years. That's crazy. Let's hope not. Uh, Michael good. Keaton in Cars, huh? Well, to his uh, plastic surgeon. <laughs> do, you know any, do you know any other Larry the Cable Guy movies, Cody? <laughs> yeah. Uh, possibly. It's up to you. I'm to not going to say that, but I'll, I'll go Owen Wilson. Uh, Owen Wilson. I really just want to say Cars again, but I guess not. Wow. I'll say uh, the Royal Tenenbaums. Ben Stiller. Uh, beat the parents. De Niro. Hello. Uh, Joker. Okay. Zazie Beats. <laughs> Deadpool two. Brad Pitt. Nice. That's a good pull. Um, I should have said the kid. What's his name? I don't know. He's in uh Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, I actually don't know either. That would have been a good one. Brad Pitt movies. He's in so much. Ocean's thirteen. Julian Dennison. Shout out to him. Oh yeah, Ocean's they... Thirteen. Uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> Making it hard for you, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> the talented Mr. Ripley. Jude Law. Okay. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. You didn't want to go Crimes of Grindelwald or whatever. Dumbledore, oh, okay. Secret of Dumbledore. Um, <laughs> RDJ. Uh, the Judge. Robert Duvall. <laughs> Shit, I didn't know his name. I didn't think you did. <laughs> Yeah, Cody. He is the titular judge. (laughs) Robert Duvall is he in um, Apocalypse Now? Is that somebody else? Um, Robert Duvall is in also Vera Farmiga. Cody, one of our favorites. Oh, really? Oh, he is in Apocalypse Now. Cody. Marlon Brando. (laughs) Uh, Superman. The original. Christopher Reeves. (laughs) Christopher Reeves. Oh shit. Well, yeah, of course. Um. Is Christopher Reeves than anything else? No sequels uh, here. Um, I think he got paralyzed too soon to really be in anything else. I think that's definitely a cutoff point for me. Well, you put yourself into that hole. Yeah, fair um, apparently <laughs> Somewhere in Time is really his other big... Nice, I'll have to check it out. I do like me some Christopher Reeves. So. Yeah, he's, he's in some stuff, but, but not a whole lot, to be fair. So, I win. So now we get all those movies to choose from. <laughs> that was a long round. Um, I, I want to talk about Steve Jobs, Cody. I mean, Cody, what do you think about that? Well, I want to talk about Danny Boyle actually a little bit. Really? Um, you have you ever seen the movie Sunshine? I have. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, I think um an underlooked sci-fi uh kind of that mid two thousands, early or late nineties, whatever, whenever it came out exactly. Two thousand seven. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I thought it came out a lot uh, earlier, but yeah, I do like that movie a lot. I think um sci-fi wise is underrated and. Danny Boyle in, uh, in general, I think, is definitely under the radar. Yeah, I mean, uh, Sunshine I actually just watched for the first time uh, with Mina about a week or two ago, and so it's definitely been on the mind a little bit. Um, I think I really enjoy Danny Boyle as a director. I think he's one of my favorites. I, I mean, I enjoy the Steve Jobs movie a lot, um, and, and Train Spotting is a solid flick as well. The thing is, like, Sunshine 
like you said, I, because it was not really a hit in America. So Sunshine only made $3 million domestically in the US and then it made another wow. $31 million internationally. Obviously, Danny Boyle, a UK film director, it's got an international cast in terms of people like um, Killian Murphy. You've got Hiroku Sonata, who of course was in John Wick Chapter 4. You've got Cliff Curtis, Michelle Yeoh, Benedict Wong, Mark Strong, Chris Evans, Rose Byrne. So it's supposed to be this kind of like hodgepodge of people from all across the world. But no, Sunshine, I think, is a really interesting sci-fi movie. Like you said, it's kind of this crazy concept. It was done um, in a really interesting way. I think the computer effects are really solid. I think it's got beautiful cinematography. And then the third act kind of transforms into something completely unexpected and almost turns into a little bit of a horror movie, which I know a lot of people if you have a problem with this movie that's probably what it is is its transition in the third act of kind of the way it approaches this mark strong character that appears yeah i mean i don't know i'm surprised it did not make any money in the u.s honestly i think it was like barely distributed yeah yeah you know it's probably not marketed at all either to be fair but i mean in hindsight like in today's age with that cast i think that would make bank if you released that um like it, this the most theaters it ever showed in was 460 yeah so that's you know. i think those are kind of uh some of the funnest movies to look at too or kind of maybe director smaller projects without a massive budget on stuff they just really wanted to do steve jobs obviously had a little bit bigger budget um and obviously he had uh, sorkin's help with that film too which i think definitely elevates it but yeah sunshine sci-fi wise like you said it, there are definitely some horror elements but I mean, space is scary, man. I feel like we're kind of used to that, especially in the sci-fi genre and kind of that sort of vein. But yeah, the visual effects, I think, is a massive thing as well in that film that it does still stand the test of time, which is pretty surprising for a really low budget film like that. But Danny Boyle, I think he is a good director. 28 Days Later is the other one I forgot about. That's also a fantastic movie, another Killian uh, Murphy collaboration and then the other thing is i mean it's alex garland as well so like alex garland was writing he wrote 28 days later he wrote sunshine he wrote a lot of these early ones and then you know he went on to go and direct you know some of his own stuff like ex machina um, less i mean annihilation of course and then less you know maybe successfully men and, and then we'll see what happens with civil war here uh, in the next year yeah but i like that too kind of writers working together and then branching off and doing their own thing Really cool to see for Danny Boy as well. He kind of has his toe in tons of different genres. Obviously, Steve Jobs is more biopicy, and but he can do like the crazy sci-fi stuff. He can do the horror, obviously. I mean, and he's also a Best Picture winner with Slumdog Millionaire. I mean, that's the other that's thing. It's say. like, like he, he did 127 he did, hours as well, so that's your your biopic all, stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like anything he releases, it's kind of like that Soderbergh. You always say like he releases a movie each year, but I, I'm gonna watch it every time. So yeah, I'm here for the Danny Boyle stands. And Steve Jobs is an interesting one because obviously that's a Sorkin script. Um, it's made around the same time that you get the uh, Kutcher Steve Jobs film as well. And um, it's kind of like this unique, it's a very play-like approach. It's a very Sorkin, you know, three-act structure, three different moments in time. Um, but it was almost direct, it was almost another Fincher-Sorkin collaboration. And that ended up not working out because of, I think, some studio stuff and some casting stuff. There was someone else that David Fincher wanted for the role. Um, and then, I don't know, I think that's a very different movie if you have Fincher uh, instead of Boyle at the realm. I think um, Fincher, I, I just, and it's not really detriment to him, but I think he would have probably tried to make the story a lot more interesting and maybe not make it as realistic or 
biographical as I think Danny Boyle went about it, or at least tried to. Obviously, it's hard to with uh, the kind of the passing of Steve Jobs. But yeah, I like the mention of the Kutcher film as well. I believe that one was just called Jobs, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually never oh, saw Oh, yeah, that. Christian Bale. That's who it was. Fincher was going to have Christian Bale play Steve Jobs. Um, and this is like right off the social, wow. social network. Uh, there was also a DiCaprio time when he was going to be uh, in there as well. Nice. Love that, obviously. But yeah, honestly, like those are probably three of my favorite actors working today. Probably three of the best working actors today. So yes, switch watch those guys in any film and it's probably going to work out regardless. So that is funny. I would have loved to see uh, both Leo and um, Christian Bale in that role, 100%. Yeah. yeah it's also interesting i mean sorkin does the thing that he does in all his movies where it's really just about like a father-daughter relationship at its core um so you know that, that that's always funny to, to catch in his writing classic sorkin all right cody well i think that wraps up our cap chat number four we had some fun competition we had some good discussion we hope you enjoyed listening to this kind of you know open-ended free-flowing conversation we uh we hit on a lot of different subjects did you have any final thoughts for the people you wanted to share not really. i mean kind of all over the place but that's the beauty of the cap chats i think this is 100 percent one of my favorite formats because we can kind of just go in any direction uh, we end up finding ourselves but yeah a lot of fun combos i think officially you probably won uh the competitive side of things so congrats on that but uh yeah man it was a fun episode and i definitely enjoyed doing these a lot Looking forward to the next cap chat. If you want to be a guest, hit us up, let us know and uh, leave us a like comment, subscribe, all that junk. And we hope you enjoy the rest of May mania. Absolutely. Stay tuned for May mania. A lot of fun stuff coming out. So definitely do not click away, but uh, yeah, definitely appreciate you guys. Peace. Like Captain. See you. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard at no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.